0: Good morning, church. How are you all this morning? Good. Merry Christmas. It's almost that time. Is anybody listening to Christmas music all the time? Yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend does. I'm like, can we just turn it off? <laughs> like, yeah. Yesterday I changed it. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's annoying now, all right? No. Um, yeah, Christmas is amazing. I look forward to it mainly because um, I live in the trailer park with my grandma. Um, and every year they just started this thing last year where uh, you decorate your trailer home, and the best one uh, that's decorated wins like 200 bucks or something. So uh, last year me and Sarah smoked everybody. Um, we got first out of like two, but it's all right. Uh, we won. That's all that matters. So we're coming back strong. So if you have any lights that you want to donate, we'll gladly take them. Um, last year we came, we grabbed these lights from the church. We did like everything we could. We put. Uh, decorations that were from the inside on the outside because um, we have like none. So uh, we'll don't, if you want to donate, we'll gladly take them because we're going to get first again. Um, sorry, Bill. That's like the, our next door neighbor. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So if you're in the trailer park, uh, we're coming after you. Just know that. <laughs> um, awesome. We are starting our Christmas series uh, called When Hope Was Born. When Hope Was Born. Um, we believe that um, when Jesus was born, when Jesus was put on the, on this earth, we believe that hope was born. We believe that peace was born. We believe that joy was born. We believe that um, everything that we strive uh, to want and strive to get, that we believe that came with Jesus. Um, and we believe when Jesus was born, all those things were born with it. And um, so we're doing a four-week sermon series called When Hope Was Born. And uh, it's going to end on our Christmas Eve service. And just like they announced, too, um, our... Taffer's Kids, they're going to be singing a song on that Christmas Eve candlelight service. So if you have any kids um, that you want to be involved in that, just bring them Sunday morning. Um, Taffer's Kids is right downstairs. They're going to be practicing their song and getting ready um, to sing it for you guys on Christmas Eve. So um, if you have any kids or maybe you're watching this online and you have kids and want to bring your kids to get involved with that, um, do that. So, uh, yeah, our Christmas series, When Hope Was Born, we believe that when Jesus was born, all those things came with Jesus um, we believe that Jesus is perfect, that he didn't make any mistakes, um, that he's the only person on this earth that was perfect, that um, he was born for us to eventually die for our sins, like Michael was talking about. Um, and we believe that when Jesus is born, all these things that we want, the love, the joy, the comfort, the peace, all that stuff came with Jesus. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the uh, talking on the subject, peace in the chaos, peace in the chaos. How many of y'all have been Black Friday shopping? Anybody been Black Friday shopping? How many went this year? Black Friday shopping is crazy. Don't go. It's terrible. Um, just shop online. That's better. Uh, but Black Friday shopping is very chaotic it's very busy, craziness happens all around. I see one time on the news that this guy shot another dude for like a PlayStation. I'm like, dude, it's not that serious. Just like go to Amazon, um, wait till the next sale. You can't even use it now because you're in jail because you just shot somebody. Um, But it's crazy. It's chaotic. Black Friday is very chaotic. And I think, honestly, personally, I think it'd be genius for somebody to create a TV show where they put cameras in the TV aisle of Walmart during Black Friday and we could just watch people just go at it and just deck each other. Um, That's like, be better than most UFC fights, honestly. Um, But I think it would be genius. But Black Friday shopping kind of relates to our lives sometimes. We feel like everything around us is going crazy. We feel like we don't have any control. We feel like everybody's coming at us trying to take what we have. Um, We feel like everything is going chaotic, and we can't control it. Um, If you walk into Walmart on Black Friday, um, everything's just crazy. People are taking stuff out of people's hands. People are going around. Everything seems chaotic, and we don't feel like um, we have peace in that moment. And I believe uh, this morning, when we talk about uh, the story of Jesus, and when we talk about what He brings and the peace that He brings in our chaos, um, I believe that there may be chaos that you have in your life right now. I mean, uh, you may be feeling like you're going through a storm. You may be feeling like you're going through something. But I feel like that Jesus is a peace in the chaos. That when we feel like everything is crazy, when we feel like that Black Friday shopping, where everybody's running around, that uh, we feel like we have no peace, where we feel anxiety, um, depression, all these things. I believe that Jesus brings peace through that. Um, Can you all just bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning? Jesus, we just thank you, God, for who you are. God, we thank you for what you're going to speak. God, we thank you for um, the peace that you bring. God, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for the sun that you just uh, sent down onto earth, God, to save us. God, to be that light in our world, Jesus, we just thank you for what you're going to do this morning. I pray that any chaos that is happening in our lives, God, that we'll just push that aside. God, unless let you speak that peace into us. God, so we just thank you, praise you, worship you, and everybody said, amen, amen, amen. In 1 Corinthians 14.33, 1 Corinthians 14.33, it says, For God is not a God of disorder but of peace, as in all the meanings of God's holy people. See, right here it's saying that God is not a God of disorder. See, God doesn't, um, chaos is not a part of God's design. And disorder is the opposite of peace. And it talks about it in the Bible where it says our Lord is the God of peace. So God can't be a God of chaos if he's also a God of peace. Chaos doesn't come with God. Peace comes with God. I've seen this study before um, where it says that uh, people are addicted to being busy. That um, either maybe they're not, even if they're not busy, they either convince themselves that they are or they try to have stuff fill their schedules where it makes them even more busy. See, how many have, have you ever had that conversation with someone where you're like, hey, how's your day today? They're like, oh, my God, it was so busy. You're like, oh, really? What did you do today? They're like, I washed my car. You're like, that's not busy, bro. Like, <laughs> go take it to the drive through car wash. It takes like 10 seconds. costs like $11 if you want the bougie one. Um, <laughs> that doesn't make you busy. But a lot of times we try to fill our schedules. We try to get in this mindset where we're addicted to being busy. We're addicted, in a way, to that chaos, and a lot of times, we don't take that chaos to Jesus. We don't let Jesus be the peace in our chaos. We don't let Jesus be the peace in our storm. We won't, uh, we're too busy to worship Jesus. We're too busy to dig deeper into our word. We're too busy to pray. We're too busy to let God speak into our lives. We would rather choose Netflix over Jesus. We'd rather choose scrolling on Instagram over Jesus, and then now, we start comparing ourselves, we start feeling chaotic, we start feeling busy, we start feeling all this storm. And we wonder why, because we don't let Jesus in our hearts. We don't let Jesus in our lives. We don't let Jesus in our chaos. And I kind of put it this way. Say you just got married. We're going to say from a guy's perspective, you just got married to this beautiful lady. You guys just had a wedding. It was an amazing time. And now you have this in your hand. Now you picked up this. And instead of giving it to Jesus, this is something that's easy. I could carry this by myself. I could carry this around. It's fine. It's only one thing. But now that you got married, you guys bought a house. And because you bought a house, you got to get a new job because McDonald's ain't working. <laughs> you got to pay for your house. You got to pay for rent. And then, so now you're still carrying this around. And then we still decide not to let Jesus be in our situation, but it's all right because this is not a lot. I could carry this by myself. And then now you're spending Valentine's Day in your house for the very first time um, with your wife, and we all know what that leads to. Um, sir, you're now a daddy. Um, and now you have a kid, and then you go to the doctor. Your wife gets an ultrasound. You find out you are not only have a one kid, but you're having two We're praying for you. (laughs) See, but I still decide to do this by myself because I don't need Jesus right now. This is something I could kind of carry. This is kind of uncomfortable, but it's something I could carry. So now we're going through life, and during the pregnancy, COVID hits. Now you get laid off of your job. Now you have to find a new job, and you guys are in this moment where you're like, hey, it's okay, we're having kids, we're excited, don't worry, wife, I'll figure it out. I'll try to find another job, I'll figure out another income. And within that, you go, you get your checkup on your wife just to make sure the pregnancy is going good, and you find out one of your kids' hearts aren't beating right. So now you start stressing out. Now you start worrying now, instead of giving everything to Jesus, you think you could do this by yourself. So now you've got to try to carry all of this junk, all of this stuff, all of this happiness, all this sadness by yourself. See, but it's going to get to a point where you keep grabbing stuff, and eventually something's going to fall. Because I can't carry all of this by myself. And you're going to get to a point where you're trying to carry everything by yourself, where you're trying to carry your marriage, where you're trying to carry your relationship with your kids, where you're trying to carry your job, where you're trying to carry your finances, but eventually something will fall. And instead of letting Jesus be the peace in your chaos, now you're adding chaos to your chaos. And if you don't let Jesus take control, if you don't give it all to Jesus, if you don't lay it at his feet, then eventually your marriage will fall. Eventually, your relationship with your kids will fall. Eventually, your finances will fall. Eventually, your job may fall because um, you're not showing up to work like you should because you're stressed out. And then now you realize why your marriage isn't working out. Now you realize why your relationship with your kids isn't working out. But it's because you're not letting Jesus be the peace in your chaos. But I believe if we just let everything go, when we just give it to God, That God will be the peace in our chaos. When you are worrying about that job that maybe you just lost, I believe that God will work it out. When you are worrying about that kid that maybe heart isn't beating right and the pregnancy is not going as planned, I believe that God will work it out. Because I believe that the moment Jesus was born was the moment that peace was born, that the moment that comfort was born was the moment that chaos left this earth. I believe all we have to do is just trust Jesus and believe that he is the peace in our chaos. Believe that he will work it out. Believe that he is for you. Believe that he does want to help you out. Why? Because he is the peace in our chaos. But we don't want to trust Jesus in that because we think we got life figured out. We think we could carry all this stuff by ourselves. Because I dropped it pretty fast, but maybe eventually over time, Maybe it takes a year for you to drop it. Maybe it takes two years for you to drop it. But eventually something will fall. And then you wonder why it falls. It's because you're not trusting Jesus. And in Matthew eleven, twenty eight through thirty. Matthew eleven, twenty eight through thirty says, And Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest, take my yoke upon you, and let me teach you. Because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. See, God's saying right here, he says, uh, Jesus is saying, I will carry your burdens, and I will give you rest. See, God is saying in the scripture, he's saying, my yoke is light. That I will do it for you. If you don't know what a yoke is, a yoke is a cross piece, a wooden cross piece that they put on two animals' backs um, to plow a field. And and Jesus is saying, my yoke is light. You don't have to carry this heaviness. You don't have to carry that burden. I'll do it for you. I'll give you rest. But the question is, are you going to carry the yoke of Jesus or are you going to carry the yoke of the world? Because the yoke of the world is something that is heavy, that is something that's uneasy. It's something that's chaotic. But Jesus says right here, he says, I will give you rest. I will carry your burden. I will do it for you. That my yoke is light. So instead of carrying the yoke of the world, the yoke where you feel like you're heavy and you can't do this alone and you can't do it by yourself and you feel like you're falling every single step that you take. And you feel like you can't move because everything's so difficult. Start carrying the yoke of Jesus. Because the yoke of Jesus is light, and instead of something that's going to push you down, it's something that's going to lift you up. Because God will take care of it for you. Because Jesus will do it for you. And we've witnessed that a lot with the season that we've been in with COVID. We've witnessed a lot of people carrying the yoke of the world. The yoke of fear. Fear of leaving their house. Fear of losing their job. Fear of getting sick. There was a moment where you couldn't even buy toll paper. Why? I don't know. doesn't make sense. Maybe people were afraid they couldn't wipe their butts. I don't know. I don't know why we, I don't know. But I think it's because it was led by fear. It was led by people being scared, people being afraid. So they just did crazy stuff. Like buy toll paper. Why don't you buy food? I don't know. Toll paper was the first thing that sold out. But people did it because they were led by fear. So people started doing crazy stuff and chaotic stuff. Why? Because they were afraid. Why? Because they weren't carrying the yoke of Jesus. They were carrying the yoke of the world. The world wanted you to be scared. The world wanted you to be afraid. The world wanted you to uh, think that that you can't step outside your house, that you may get sick, that you may die. That you may lose stuff in your house, that you may lose your job. But God's saying, don't carry that yoke, carry mine. One that is light, one that is easy. And it talks about uh in Matthew eight, one through four. Matthew eight, one through four. There we go. <laughs> Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have um, been cleansed. Cleansed that you may that you have been cleansed. See, back in this day, when someone had uh, leprosy, um, they couldn't leave. They couldn't leave their house. They were kicked out of cities. Um, People didn't want them. They weren't welcomed anywhere. Um, People didn't love them. People would tell them to get away, you're dirty. And back in that day, too, when they um, had leprosy, when people approached them, um, they had to ring this bell and they had to yell, unclean, unclean. See, imagine during the season of COVID, what if you had COVID and every time you had to ring a bell and be like, I have the vid? (laughs) That would be so discouraging. Every time someone walks to you, I have the vid. Every time you're around, people, I have the vid. That would be something that's so discouraging. And in this time, leprosy was something that was big, something that was very unclean, something that people didn't want to be around. And it talks about, um, in, this, in this story, it talks about with this guy um, who had leprosy. It talks about the story where um, this guy walks up to Jesus. He has leprosy, and there was people all around Jesus, and, and they And they walked away. They were saying, yo, like, stay back. What are you doing? Don't come close. We don't want you. You're not welcome. Get away. And while everybody was stepping back, what did Jesus do? He decided to walk towards the man. And just imagine what the people thought when Jesus started walking towards the man. Imagine what the disciples thought when they were with Jesus and saw Jesus approaching the guy with leprosy. Because I think, when I think of this story, I could just imagine Disciples were like, Jesus, what are you doing, bro? Like, Why are you walking to that man? Do you not know who he is? Do you not know that he has leprosy? Do you not know that he's unclean? Jesus, I know what you're thinking. Please do not do it. Jesus put, oh, my God, he just touched him. <laughs> well, it looks like we're not following Jesus anymore. But just imagine what they thought when they saw the man be healed. Just imagine what they thought when they saw the leprosy come off the man. When they saw his skin be healed. When they saw all of this stuff happen because Jesus decided to walk towards him and touch him. See, I believe that we have to know and understand, even when you feel like everything is against you. Even when you feel like you're not wanted. Even when you feel like you're not welcome. Even when you feel like you're not loved. Jesus says, I am here for you. That even when people walk away, when people leave your life, Jesus says, hey, I'm coming to you. I'm not only going to come to you, but I'm going to touch you. I'm by your side. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I love you, and I'm here for you. Because people are going to leave. People are going to walk out your life. But as long as we have Jesus, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. No matter if people Doubt you, no matter if people say you're not good enough, no matter if people say you're not welcome, Jesus says, I am here. I'm here for you. I care about you, even when everybody else wants to walk away. Jesus would have listened to the disciples. And Jesus walked away, that guy would have never been healed. But thank the Lord that Jesus is perfect and he doesn't listen to us. We listen to because now that guy was healed. Now that guy was touched. Why? Because Jesus is so loving. Jesus is so perfect. And the moment that Jesus came to this earth is the moment that we had peace in our chaos. It's the moment that God showed us love. It's the moment that God showed us forgiveness. It's the moment that God showed us hope. I believe that God wants to show you that peace today. That you feel like your life is chaotic, that you feel like everything around you is going crazy and you don't know what else to do, just turn to Jesus. Because he's going to work in your situation. He's going to work in your marriage. Because I believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the same healing that we read about with the guy of leprosy, I believe is the same God who heals today. And that could be physical healing, that could be spiritual healing, that could be healing in your marriage, in your relationship with your kids, that could be um, healing in your job with your boss. I believe that God is a God of healing, and I believe that He never changes. And it's just crazy to just, to read this story and to see how Jesus healed this man, and being on the other side of it, the, the disciples They're mind blown of, wow, Jesus just did that. And the crazy thing is, the disciples went with Jesus everywhere. So they've seen Jesus before do healings. They've seen Jesus turn water into wine. They've seen all these things. But they still decided to turn away and tell Jesus not to go towards the man. And I believe that's because God wants to show us that even when people want to leave our lives, even when people don't want to be a part of our relationships, even when people don't want to come to church, we invite them, that Jesus is still there. And I believe that Jesus is always going to be in the middle of our storm. That Jesus is always going to work in our lives. See, there's a story in the Bible where it talks about Jesus calming the storm. That Jesus and the disciples were traveling everywhere and um, Jesus and the disciples they were on this boat, and Jesus was sleeping at the time. And it talks about um, in in Mark, in Mark four thirty five through forty one. It says, as easy, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, "Let cross to the let's cross to the other side of the lake." So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke up shouting, "'Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown?' When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, "'Silence, be still.' Suddenly the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, "'Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith?' The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and waves obey him. See, there's two things that pop out um, in the scripture to me. The first one is when the disciples asked Jesus, Jesus, don't you care if we drown? How many times have a lot of us been there where we say, God, do you even care? God, are you even there? God, are you even working on our situation? God, are you even going to be the peace in my chaos? God, I know we go to church and we hear about you being love and all this stuff, but right now I don't really feel a lot of love. God, do you just want me to drown? Do you want me to drown in this storm that I'm going through? Do you want me to drown in this anxiety? Do you want me to drown in this depression? Do you want me to drown in this hurt and this pain? Do you want me to drown in my financial issues? And we ask God a lot, and we doubt him, and we say, God, do you want me to go through this? Why aren't you there? Why aren't you listening? Instead, you're in the boat sleeping and not caring. And the second thing that stands out to me is when Jesus told the disciples, he said, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? See, because when we believe and we have faith in Jesus, then we'll know that Jesus does care that Jesus will work it out. Because even with the disciples having no faith, having little faith, Jesus still calmed the storm. Why? Because he cared about the disciples that much. See, I've read this thing before where um, it says the calmest part of the storm or tornado is the eye of the tornado. And the eye of the tornado is in the middle of the tornado, in the middle of the storm. And it's crazy to think that because, With the tornado, everything around it is getting destroyed. Everything around it is getting flung around. There's crazy winds, all this stuff. But in the middle of the storm is the calmest part. And I believe it's like that with us and Jesus. You may be going through a storm right now. But I believe that the calmest part of that storm is the middle of the storm. Why? Because Jesus is in the middle of it. Jesus is in the middle of your situation. Jesus is in the middle of your storm. Jesus is, Jesus is in, the, in the middle of your chaos. And I believe when you decide to trust in Jesus, when you lay everything at his, at his feet and say, God, I can't do this by myself. I'm done carrying the weight. I'm done trying to figure it out on my own. I believe that you will start to see Jesus in the middle of that storm. You'll stop focusing on the chaos that's around you, and you'll focus on who's in the middle of it. You'll stop focusing on the craziness and your financial issues and your family issues and your marriage that's failing, and you'll start digging deeper into God's Word, and you'll start worshiping, and you'll start praising Jesus, even when the storm around you is going crazy. Because God doesn't deserve our worship when everything's going good. God deserves our worship all the time. In the middle of your chaos, through that job that you got hired at, through your struggling marriage, through your marriage that has been fixed, through your marriage that's been going well for 30 plus years, God deserves your worship no matter what. Why? Because He's so good. He's so great. He's so loving. And I don't come at you and I don't come to you and I don't speak to you just telling you about a God that isn't good. Just tell me about a God that isn't faithful. Just tell me about a God that doesn't love you. I've experienced in my life a lot of things. I've done a lot of stupid things. But God still had grace. God still spoke to me. God was still in my situations. Even when I decided not to turn towards Jesus, Jesus was always there when I wanted to come back. He was there through every storm. He was there through every situation. And I don't know what you're going through this morning, and I don't need to know, but I want you to know that Jesus is the peace in your chaos. That Jesus is in the middle of your storm today. That Jesus is the calmest part of your storm because he's in the middle of it. That the moment that Jesus was born on this earth is the moment that peace came. So don't focus on everything that's going around you and start focusing on Jesus. Because then when it, everything's crazy, when everything's chaotic, you won't worry. Why? Because you know you have Jesus. And you know that he heals. And you know that he takes care of things. And you know that he was a man who turned water into wine. He know, you know that he makes the impossible possible. He does things that you will never be able to do. He can move in your situation more than you can. He can invite your family and bring your family to church more than you can. All you have to do is just pray. All you have to do is just seek Him. All you have to do is worship and not be too busy to do those things. Make time for Jesus because you're only going to make time for what's important to you. And if Jesus isn't important to you, then you're not going to make time for him. But you can't be in the saying where you put things above Jesus. You have to make Jesus the number one thing. Above your kids, above your wife, above your family. Because once you do that, then he'll start taking care of everything around you. Because I believe that God's going to work in your situation. I believe that God's going to work in your storm. Why? Because if God can make a paralyzed man get up and walk, then God could work in that storm. If God can make the leprosy fall off the man, then God could work in that situation. If God can heal, then He can heal your marriage, He can heal your family, He can heal your kids. If God blesses people, then he could bless you with the job. He could bless your finances. He will take care of it. Jesus will be the peace in your chaos. Because chaos doesn't come with God. It's only peace. And you have to trust him in that, and you have to know that. And you have to know that he loves you so much that he doesn't want to see you fail. That he doesn't want to see you hurt. But it's up to you. It's up to you who you're going to turn to. It's up to you of what yoke you're going to carry. Are you going to carry the yoke of the world? Are you going to start carrying the yoke of Jesus? It's up to you if you're going to lay everything at his feet this morning and say, God, I can't do it anymore. God, I'm trusting you in my situation. It's up to you. Can you all just bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning? First and foremost, if you're here with us and you've never accepted Jesus in your life and you want to do that for the very first time, maybe you're here and you're listening about this guy named Jesus and you don't really know what he's about. But you hear these miracles that he's done. You hear about the miracles that he's still doing. You hear about the peace that he brings in your chaos. You hear about the love that he brings in your life. You hear about the depression and chains that God could break. And you want to accept Jesus in your life for the very first time, whether you're here in service or watching us online. When I count to three, if that's you, can you just lift your hand this morning? One, without being distracted. Two, this is going to be the best decision you've ever made in your life. Three, if that's you this morning, just raise your hand. Amen. Amen, you can put your hands down. And for the second group, if you're here and you feel like there's chaos going all around you, you feel like life is crazy, you feel like There's busyness happening all the time. You feel like it's chaotic. You feel like you don't know what else to do. And you feel like you're carrying the yoke of the world instead of carrying the yoke of Jesus. And you feel like the storm is just bashing you and just breaking you down. And you feel like you're falling. You feel like you can't get up. And this morning you want to say, Jesus, I'm laying everything at your feet. I'm not carrying my marriage. I'm not carrying my kids. I'm not carrying my finances. God, but I'm deciding to let you carry that, and I'm going to start carrying the yoke of you. I'm going to let you give me rest. I'm going to let you carry my burdens. If that's you this morning, and you want to say, God, I just want to give everything to you. God, I want to lay everything at your feet. When I count to three, if that's you, just lift your hand. One, two, three. Amen. Amen, amen. Jesus, we just thank you, God, for who you are. We thank you for the peace in our chaos. God, we truly believe that the moment that you were born, the moment that Jesus was born, was the moment that peace came to this earth. Is the moment that we start feeling this comfort. God, I would just pray for the first group, the the group who accepted you for the very first time. God, whether they're watching us in service or or watching us online, God, I pray that you will just start working in their hearts. You'll start working in their lives. You'll start working in their situations. You'll start working in their families. You'll start working in their hurt and their pain and their depression and their anxiety. God, I believe that this decision this morning is going to be the best decision they've ever made in their lives. God, I know that you're in heaven celebrating those individuals. God, because those are more people that are going to be able to join your kingdom. Those are more people that are going to be able to experience your love, to experience the peace and the chaos. God, I pray for the second group, the group that said I'm done doing all this by myself. I'm done trying to hold my marriage. I'm done trying to hold my home up. I'm done trying to hold my finances, God. I'm giving everything to you. I'm laying everything at your feet, God. I pray that those people will be changed, that those people will be renewed, that those people will be refreshed, God. That they'll walk out this place a different person. God, that your light will shine off their family, that your light will shine off that individual. God, that your light will radiate everywhere that they go. God, whether it's at the grocery store, at their schools, at their job places, God, you move. God, you do what you do. God, you heal how you heal. God, we pray that all the chaos that's going around in individuals' lives, God, I pray that you will bring peace right now in Jesus' name. That you'll bring comfort right now in Jesus' name. That you be that peace in the chaos. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done. God, we thank you for what you spoke. God, so we just thank you, we praise you, worship you, and everybody said amen, amen. Can somebody just give Jesus a shout of praise this morning?